Yeah. Oh, man. I think my last dab just hit me. And then my body smelled the hot nail. And it was kind of like, I don't know if you guys have ever had a moment in your youth where you did too much alcohol. And then for many years after, anytime you smelled that specific alcohol, it would make you almost want to throw up when you smelled it. Yeah, dude. So, like, I don't have to throw up or anything. But what I'm saying is I just smelled something coming off this nail. And my body was like, oh, bro, don't do it. Don't do it. You don't need it. And I don't. But what's interesting is that it's fun to watch this little thing spin in there. And then, unfortunately, if the side effect is you accidentally inhale a little bit of smoke or something, like, whatever, like, you got to see it spin. And that was pretty cool. Um, Whenever my guys come into the fucking studio after a solo podcast, let me tell you, they're just like, what happened to Evan? They're like, he is not himself right now. This is the most stoned I get, is I make sure to put it on camera and put it out to the world. Which is just, you know, we will see if that bites me in the butt in the future. Might. Um, but hopefully not, because it, it was all medical. Medical moonawana, mo- tobacco. start with a dab just yet all right but what's up everybody welcome to episode 102 of the podcast first up today i want to talk about some accessories but before i do that all right make sure you're following bear mountain studios they did it on instagram make sure you go to our website sign up for that newsletter at bmsclass.com that way you get emails about our drops and everything we're doing here all right let's get into it all right so today i want to like talk a little bit about the difference and the uh, two accessories that come with our flat tops and our slurper marbles and then I'm also going to talk about one addition that we're making to the uh, sets on the next drop because we're always like adding things, refining it a bit. But I want to talk about the difference in accessories. Now, especially with whatever nail you're smoking, that affects how accessories function and stuff, obviously. So it's really um, <clears throat> dependent on the smoker, too, how hard you pull on a piece. There's a bunch of different variation, uh, variables here that affect how accessories function and things work. So the reason we send these two accessories with them is not so much so that they should be put together to function, whereas you'd see a traditional like Toro slurpers, you'd have like the pill and then you'd have the valve marble above it, and then you'd have your larger marble or flat top cap on the top, finishing the whole set. Um, These aren't necessarily meant to be set up together. Um, However, if you have a deeper slurper with a longer barrel, you could totally rock this in the chamber and that's fine. But if you have like a mini slurper, these larger pills might be a little bit too long to sit in there with a valve marble. Um, But these are actually made for the Evanshore slurpees. But if you're not someone that hits a piece like a little bit aggressive and trying to get wild, this might not spin like it does in my function videos. So I'm going to show you how both these work and the differences and why we send both. But also, too, I'm going to tell you about how we're going to be sending um, one more of these with every set when we do the next drop. Just a smaller version for Toro Slurpers if you don't have an Evanshore Slurpee. All right. So the reason that we send the marble, the marble is this little marble right here. It's the most functional, like for like your average smoker, I would say, is a marble because it spins with like minimal effort. 
So when we actually cap the top of the piece, the marble just like rips without even pulling hard. Like I'm barely pulling right there. That's not even how I take a dab. Like I, I fucking go for it. But if you're just like, cause a lot of people, as soon as like a dab like hits their like lungs, they'll start coughing. And that could be how hot they're taking a dab. It could be the type of hash they're smoking, but there's some people even with the best hash, the best temp, they're still a bit more sensitive to the smoke. So they can't pull super hard like I do. They want to do a lot lighter pull. And if you're one of those folks, I would say use the pearl. The pearl is going to spin with almost no effort at all. Now, the reason I like the big old pill here and my wife likes the pearl. See, my wife prefers the pearl because she doesn't pull super hard like me. She pulls a lot lighter. She can't always get the pill spinning like I do. I personally like the like flat pillar or pill, whatever you want to call it, because it acts like a squeegee for terps. When it's spinning in the nail, because it's a flat surface area, it's spinning around the barrel inside the nail and like squeegeeing up all the hash climbing up the walls. Whereas the marble stays right in the bottom and just spins right in the bottom and hits all the hash coming through the cuts. This flat pill like climbs up the wall and like squeegees the walls. So like, I'll show you how different that is, but you, I'll pull light on it at first and you'll see it might not move when I pull light. I mean, it does, it still moves when I pull light, but realistically like, I've had some people reach out and be like, oh, I can't get it to spin. That could be the nail you're using too. All the cuts are different. Even on Toros and Evan Shores, all these companies, not every cut is the same sharp angle. Some cuts are smaller holes. There's very variations in all the nails, even though they're a standard product, there's still variations in everything because they're all handmade, just like my products. Like there's variations, but the functions there with my stuff, I'm telling you, but this, this right here is what I prefer because I feel like I get a bigger dab quicker. So where there's some people that rather hit a pipe three or four times with like a less aggressive plume of smoke, I like to get like my hit hopefully in one or two hits with a really thick cloud so I don't have to pull as hard and I can just get as much as possible and then let it out instead of pulling for a super long time. When you see me take dab videos and stuff though, I will pull for a long time. I don't typically smoke like that if I'm not taking a video. If I'm not taking a video, I'm gonna do like shorter pulls. But when I'm doing a dab video, I'm doing a longer pull because like by the time you're like actually paying attention to the video, it's like three seconds in. And that means I need to pull on that piece for at least 10 to 12 seconds to capture enough of people like looking at it and seeing all the function going on. Um, so I definitely like when I'm taking a dab video, I'll definitely do a bigger dab and pull longer on the piece, which gets me way more stone, but it's really just to show people like that function, what it really looks like to get it going. Um, but yeah, and I'll pull, I'll, I'm gonna take a dab on this setup just like this, but when I pull harder on it, it just shreds. And when it's doing that bouncing up and down, it's like sliding along the barrel. It's just like vaporizing any of the oil that's climbing up as long as you heat, obviously the majority of that barrel. If you just heat the bottom of the nail, that's where the majority of the heat's gonna be and the vapor vaporization will happen. But if you heat a lot more of the nail, um, even if the oil climbs up the wall, you're still gonna be getting a dab from it. Um, I have rocked both um, accessories before in the, in the oven shore and it works. Um, but I found that sometimes if it depends on what's first, either the pillar or the pill or the pearl, but depending on what combination you do, they might not spin as good if they're both on top of each other inside the nail. So I usually like to pick one or the other. Um, but if you're rocking a Toro Slurpee, um, you can either rock just the pill inside the like lower barrel, or you can just uh, put the valve marble in there, but we are going to send with the new ones. They'll come with like one little short pill. And obviously the valve marble, that way it all just fits in a Toro Slurpee too, and not just designed for just the Evan Shores. That way, just that little tiny extra little pill will just 
help the people who smoke different nails. But even then, you know, there's a lot of these companies are always changing their nails or making buckets deeper, or like things shorter and things are always changing. Um, but that's why like if someone reaches out and an accessory doesn't like fit right or something, we just have them either we'll send them a new one or they can send it in for an adjustment. If it's a, a marble or a pillar, we just send them a new one. Um, if it has the bear paw opal in there, we usually have to like warm it up to adjust it or whatever. So, but rarely that's the case. Usually it's just like, oh, I have this type of nail. So this specific part of it doesn't fit in my nail. So we'll have to send them maybe something smaller. But I just wanted to let anyone know that if they've like, you know, if they're like, oh, my like this pill doesn't spin this the same for me. And it's like, it might be because the nail where you just don't hit the pieces hard. Try the pearl. The pearl is going to move a lot faster without as much effort. Um, but yeah, it's all preference, right? In the end. Now let's take a dab. We talked for a second. Man, I've been fucking raging. And obviously for the last 10 years, I've been raging doing or nine years on this glass thing. But ever since the county came through and pulled their shit, like... I've been working so much harder, but I'm telling you, I'm fucking, I gotta like find a little bit of balance again because the last two months of work has been so intense. Like I stopped working out, so I haven't worked out in two months, which is bad. Um, and I have not been sleeping very much at all. And that's not good either. And it's, it's like, you know, my wife's like, gets irritated at me and I just like, oh, you gotta go to bed. I'm like, no dude, I have to fucking work seven days a week, all night, every day until this is, you know, until we're okay because if i don't work like that then it's like you know all my guys get paid on monday like materials come out on this day like pelicans get shipped on there's so much stuff that's constantly in motion that like i have to work like it and i'm not complaining but i gotta work like an animal keep it going it's tough to explain that to the people you love sometimes where it's like yeah like people won't have paychecks on monday if i don't stay up all night tonight like so we get got just gotta happen you talk to other business owners and they're like, oh, it's not sustainable. And I'm like, yeah, it's not sustainable like this, but long-term I'm, I'm working towards sustainability. But it's very hard in the glass industry to be super sustainable. Like I'm sustainable with like a bunch of different things in it, but it's like normal folks can't understand like why I have to work so much. And I'm like, oh, it's like what it takes. And I bet for a lot of people out there running a small business, it's not just glass blowing. It's like pretty much anyone trying to run a small business. It's like what it takes. You kind of have to do it all the time you just have to do it while you're awake um you can take a break while you're sleeping but while you're awake you you must be working <laughs> that's, that's how it feels and I'm, I'm happy about it i love it i just feel bad for like the folks who like love me and are around me that that i have to work so late and that i'm so uh unhealthy lately but it is what it is probably stop drinking red bulls at midnight that'd probably help those summer flavors though I didn't start drinking energy drinks until this year, too. It's crazy, yeah. My producer's even rocking one of the Red Bulls right now. They're fire, dude. The strawberry one's so good. Um, but yeah, like, I'm gonna get off those energy drinks hopefully by the end of the year, though. It's just like, I have to, I basically have to do six more months of this crushing, and then hopefully the studio is built out, and then it's just working enough to pay for all the bills, and it's not like trying to build. Like, why I'm working so excited, I have to build out this thing you know because right now like you know it's just it's just a lot i'm a little dude bro i'm not i'm not some big fucking company i'm not like some fucking super educated business owner person like i'm a creative person that has a product that a handful of people want which made it a business like i didn't go to business school or anything shit dude didn't even graduate high school so the fact that i'm even paying my bills with this is a goddamn miracle either way I gotta find a balance, but I have to work super crazy right now to 
to get the funds together to, to pay for it all. But it's it's cool to have like goal a goal, and it's cool to have like something to work towards. I find that that's my most motivating thing at the end of the day. Like when I'm starting to feel very anxious and weird about my like career is usually when like things are really calm. You know, where I'm like, oh, what's the next step? Do we just keep doing drops or like, cause like doing drops is like cool, but like, that's not like my, that's not like what I live for. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying I'm starting to find out that like, oh, what I like about glass is I like, I like building like things and having goals and like achieving them. It's like the orders are just part of the equation. The drops are just part of the equation. Those aren't the, the whole thing. It, before I thought it was like, oh, you just sell drops and that's all I want out of it. But now I'm like, oh wait, no, I think like, cause I was feeling pretty anxious even before the county came in and uh, told us we had to change how we were doing things. Um, I was already feeling anxious. Like, oh, do I expand? What do I do? I gotta grab my temp reader. So, I mean, this is, this is my happy place having like a really challenging goal, being under high stress and then achieving it. That's like where I function best. I function my absolute best and super high stress stuff. Not in the, not so much in the moment. Like if something horrible happens, I'm not like super calm, like everything's great. But I more mean like I'm more comfortable. It seems like in my own like personal like battle than I am like sitting on a beach admiring everything I've achieved. If that makes sense. I'm more comfortable being in the pit rather than like being there chilling with my feet kicked up. And I thought that like, oh no, like I'm working so that I don't, I'm working super hard so I don't have to work someday so I can just chill and relax and do things. And I'm like, no, no, no. If I'm chilling and relaxing, I'm going to be anxious and depressed. I need to be working so that I can stay like busy. So I know that I'm doing something, you know, it's weird. It's, I think a lot of people feel like that though. I think that's like a pretty normal human thing. And honestly, I think it's the curse of a creature that knows its own mortality because if you're not achieving something, at least for some folks, you could feel like you're wasting your time or something, you know? And then that that feels really intense too. And it's, you know, it's psychological. People are fucking weird, right? I definitely am. But yeah, either way though, even though the studio is a really crazy thing, like doing it all, like it was bound to happen someday. Um, this is the right time to do it with everyone supporting. Um, it's just crazy. I almost wonder like, Sometimes I worry I'm gonna build this whole studio and get it all set and then like my team will like move on to other things and I'll just be sitting in this big empty studio and I'll be like sick, why did I do this? That's one of my biggest stresses is that I'll do it all and then the team won't be there anymore just cause you know, people, people have other opportunities and other things, they move on, that's part of life, you know? But I do worry that like I'll build it all and then you know, people will move on, but that happens. My wife's always like, Oh, Evan, you can find more people and like train more. I'm like, yeah, I know. But I worry that I'm going to be exhausted, like mentally, will I even be capable of training more people or will I be capable of, uh, being a good boss after I've, you know, had so many different things happen. That's why I wonder when you like see those asshole bosses that you've met over the years in your life, like that person probably wasn't always an asshole. That person probably was actually really awesome. The biggest assholes were usually the people that loved it the most at one time. And the reason they're such a big asshole is because they're so resentful and hateful towards what they once loved so much. So, I mean, I wonder sometimes you see the biggest assholes and you're like, oh man, that guy probably really, really loved this. He probably had a ton of passion for it and someone shit on him and made him feel like he was worthless and that no one cared about how hard he did, worked or what he did. 
you know, you, you wonder. I never wondered these things until I was like in a position where I had to like make choices and work hard and think about like other people around me as a team and stuff, you know? It's one thing when you're like an artist kind of by yourself in your art studio making shit, but it's another thing when, you know, every week people are relying on a paycheck being there and stuff like that. You just, you just learn a lot. But yeah, I'm excited to build it out, but hopefully, hopefully majority of the team sticks with me for a while while we're doing the build out and stuff because at the end of the day, I'm building this studio for them. I got confirmation from my lawyer and everything. I could work here at home. I would just have to fire everybody. Um, and I have a beautiful art studio here. I wouldn't have to make any investment. I could just keep working, but I love my guys and I want them to be able to keep working with me. So I'm gonna try and build this studio so we can all rage together. Like the pill, <coughs> faceted ones like that. <coughs> it was like a thick dab, <coughs> like one hit. <coughs> it was nice. <coughs> Coughing in the mic though, I do apologize for that. I, I said I was gonna try and work on it, but all we can do is just notice that I'm doing it and go, oh, sorry, did it again. <coughs> oh man. Man, as a kid, like, it's so funny, like, when I was a kid, like, 20 bucks, like, get to everything. Like, your parents give you 20 bucks to go to the mall or something. Like, that was crazy. You were like, dude, I'm fucking rich, dude. Like, it was so much money. I mean, man, nowadays as an adult, the way money moves around and stuff when you're, like, building business and investing things into it and moving things around, it's like, <coughs> watching things move around, you're like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy, like. You never thought you would see, like, you never thought you'd see yourself just, like, spending money, like, the, like, numbers you can never, that's what's happening to me right now, folks. Basically, I'm expanding my business, and I'm having to spend money and write checks for things that I've never could fathom, and spending everything I've worked for over the last nine years, every cent, spending everything to do this, like, putting my family's future at risk for sure, uh, investing everything we have into this. Um, that's why I'm, like, trying to keep my head on straight. And, like, even if my guys, like, have to move on, I have to, like, train myself mentally to not be resentful towards people if I make the huge investment that risks my whole family and then they move on and then I'm fucked. But it's, like, how do you not get mad at people if something like that happens? These are the problems of someone that's trying to run a business and be a good boss or manager or something. These are dumb problems that most people probably deal with, but more of a microcosm, more with, like, just, like, like family members or brothers and sisters or cousins or, you know, little shit that you guys go through this very similar to this where it's like, <clears throat> for example, maybe you want to go on like a, a trip with your boys to like Six Flags or something. And like you have the car and you fill the car with gas. You don't ask anyone for, for gas money or whatever. And then on the way home, like you're running out of gas and everyone's like, actually, my mom's going to pick me up at this rest stop. Oh, my dad's going to pick me up here. We don't even need a ride, dude. And then everyone leaves and you're like, yeah, but I'm out of gas with my car still. And we all went to Six Flags and now you guys all got to get home and I'm stuck out here in the middle of nowhere. So that's where I'm trying not to be. But if a lot of folks deal with shit like that and your friends don't even need to do it, your <clears throat> colleagues don't even mean to do it, a lot of the time people just don't think. You know what I mean? They just, they don't think and it's not that it's an evil thing or someone's trying to be mean to you. It's just that person doesn't live in the same world as you. Maybe they don't have the same stresses. Maybe they don't have the same perspectives. So they didn't even think about that that would hurt your feelings or that that was wrong. At least that's what I have to tell myself when people constantly do stuff to me so that I'm like, they didn't mean to do that. 
that was an accident on their part and they don't have to say sorry and I won't bring it up, but that was fucked up. But <laughs> that shit happens all the time. I'm sure it happens to a lot of people out there too. Cause a lot of good people that shit definitely happens. Cause like, cause you, if, if you do things for people inherently, you're setting yourself up, especially if you have expectations, you're setting yourself up to feel a certain way. Um, whether that's good or bad. I mean, that really depends on your expectations and your perspective of the situation and the relationship with that person. Psychology. I don't know nothing about it. I don't. But I listen to a lot of shit because I'm trying to figure out my own shit. I'm trying to figure out why. You know, like, or how to be, literally how to be a good leader, how to be a good boss, how to be someone that can motivate the people around me to be their best and also not make them feel like this is the end all be all. Like, I also want to be like, hey, dude, if you have a great, better opportunity, like, fucking go for it. I, I'm proud of you. Like, whatever. Like, I'm like, how do you do all these things while also not losing all your shit and like blaming other people being humans weird straight up just is i cleaned this pipe doesn't look clean but i put but it is believe it or not i mean it's dirty don't get me wrong but the water's clean but it's not like it was last episode that was rough that was painful it was salty i don't understand why <coughs> not this time though <coughs> Yeah, fucking July's coming up, and that's the month when all the electrical gets started, and like the equipment starts getting delivered um, to the new spot, and it's just like so many like mixed feelings. Like I'm excited, but I'm like also so fucking scared <laughs> spending all of this and working so hard. Um, the reason it scares me is because right now I'm maxed out. Like I'm working to three, four in the morning constantly there's two nights a week where I work to maybe one and then the rest of them is three in the morning I'm dying right now but that's what scares me is because okay I'm maxed out and if I'm maxed out and put everything I got into this if anything else kind of goes awry like I don't know if there's enough hours in the day for me to save things you know what I'm saying like so if you're already working to three four in the morning you've already used more hours than most humans even realize are available now there's no more hours. We only have so many like that. You really can't create more. I've tr been trying for years to figure out how to make an eighth day of the week so I can get caught up, but it's impossible yet. I haven't, fig I haven't figured it out. Um, so like, that's my point is like, if you've already used all the hours in the seven days in that week, I mean, what do you do? Where do you find, is it efficiency at that point? At that point, is it like, Oh, I have to be super efficient. Here's one thing I found though, when I'm trying to be super efficient, I can't be a good manager or a boss. I have to be super focused on my work and I have to basically ignore my guys and I can't like help them or like give them their next task and then they're wasting time and that's wasting, you know, resources, materials. And it's like a domino effect. So it's like, basically it's like, if I want to manage everything, I can't be focused on the actual production side of the work. I have to manage everyone. Then when everyone goes home, then I turn into a production machine and work till four in the morning. So maybe if I could get more done between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m., I wouldn't have to work till 4 a.m. Unfortunately, between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m., I'm a boss. So I have, you know, to make sure everybody's in order, take care of everybody, keep their next task, this and that. And I'm just trying to learn how to literally balance all these things with a high level of sleep deprivation and still be super kind and compassionate and understanding to where everyone else is at, which I'm doing it, but it is challenging. <laughs> it is very challenging. I am, I am very tired. And 
I'm excited though to fucking do it. But man, it's like I have to keep reminding myself. I have to keep going, dude. You're doing this like sometimes. Like I'm like, oh, you're doing this for other people. But I have to actually tell myself, no, I'm doing this for me too. And when I remind myself of that, like I, st- I don't get so irritated with everybody around me. But that's like one of my problems lately is I'm just like irritated with everybody around me because I'm just like, I'm just like, oh man. It's tough. It's growing up is weird. I don't have a tough life. I have a very blessed life. I'm a very lucky person. Everything is amazing. But that doesn't mean that, like, you know, isn't hard. Just like if your parents bought you the nicest fucking, like, shoes and the nicest everything to, like, go on some sort of, like, hike, doesn't mean it's still not hard to go up that mountain. Doesn't matter what you're wearing, you know? So, like, life is life. But, man, it's, it's, I'm just, I'm like, I don't know if anyone else that watches this like does any sort of small business or like it's like learning how to like work around others and stuff but man like my first five years of glass blowing I was a fucking hermit locked in a garage didn't talk to people and then one day Cormac started working and then Brandon now Mike and I want to get at least three more people in the new spot and the new spot will be better too because here's the thing too if I'm having a moment like if I'm having a day where I'm like really really sleep deprived like where I'm like I have to keep reminding myself to breathe Cause you can be so tired that breathing no longer becomes something you just do. You actually just stop. Like you'll be like, you'll, you'll stop breathing. Like, I'm not even kidding. You can be so tired where your body's like, that's a lot. Of... No, we're not doing breathing unless you tell us to. So when you're at that point, you like don't have the ability to, you're in a primal state because you're just trying to live then you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm on, I'm my, all my function right now is just to maintain like not dying. Like, and then you'll hear people around you that you love and care about talk about their weekend or how much fun they've been having and all the things they do. And you're just like, I want to be excited for you. And I want to hear your stories and be excited. But in my head, I'm so tired that like when you're telling me how much fun you're having, I'm just like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so I'm trying to fucking conquer that shit. I'm trying to conquer that internal like thing like I'm like and I like where I'm just like six months ago someone could tell me something and I'd be like excited to hear about it and this and that like right now right where I'm at right now I don't I don't like how um I don't like how I'm like almost like spread so thin that like I don't have the as many layers of like compassion or understanding as I usually do I'm not because I'm I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not fucking with anyone. I, I'm so no one knows this. My employees don't even watch my podcast. They would. They have no idea that I'm stressed out. That's why. And this is what my wife told me. She's like, "You are literally so chill, and no matter what the situation, you keep everything very calm." That's why no one worries about it. No one worries about Bearmont Studios and Bearmont Studios not succeeding because you keep it so chill and you just fucking crush. So they have confidence in you, so they're not worried. <coughs> yeah, man. But that's tough, though. It's tough to maintain the. Uh, maintain the pace and I've been doing it for nine years I've been working anyone that's been following me for even the last three years you're like I'm very consistent with how hard I work it's seven days a week it's always been seven days a week that's never changed even my colleagues I, I work uh, with that aren't like not guys that work here like other gla- other uh, glass artists that don't work with Bear Mountain Studios that I'm familiar with here locally our kids hang out like avant-garde glass he even said to me he was like He's like, you still work weekends? I'm like, bro, I still work to three, four in the morning on weekdays. He like couldn't even believe it because he works a lot too, but he like works, he has three kids and he works like 
you know, Monday through Friday, weekends are off for the family, and then nights he's home, and then if he has to go crush at night, he will. But, like, he's got, like, a better balance than me, and, like, <coughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And he has more employees than me, too. He has a bigger operation than me. All these people have a bigger operation than me. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I think the thing is, is I, like, I like having all the nicest tools and material, and I don't mind letting my guys practice with first quality material and fuck it up all day. So like I take a lot of loss and I spend an incredible amount of money on the business. But to me, it's like, that's how I want it to be. Cause that was like, I'm basically trying to build my dream place to work guys. Like I know I, as a young kid, I knew I was going to have to work. And I was like, I just want a cool ass place to work. And I'm, I'm working really hard to try and build a cool ass place for me to work. I think this Bear Mountain Studios HQ is the first step in that. Not the finish. This won't be the final building. Like I'll probably buy a huge building in a few years and really do crazy shit. And then I'll keep this open as a rental for local glass artists so people have places to work. Um, and I'll just keep building glass building studios around Colorado and shit. But, and then, you know, you know, in my wake of building new studios for Bear Mountain will be studios for people to rent to that have nice equipment and stuff. Because I'll buy new equipment for my new studios and then just have... Yeah, because that's what I'm doing here. I'm leaving all this equipment here. I'm buying all brand new equipment too. See, I don't have to stress myself out this much. Here's my problem. Is you don't have to do everything at once. I am. You, I have lots of equipment and hoods. I have everything here. I could just bring it there and set it up. I'm not. I'm buying all brand new everything. Lathes and hoods, everything building brand new. So this is why I have to be very careful how much I complain and feel bad for myself. Because truly, I mean, it doesn't have to be like this. But I want things a certain way. I want my boys when they walk in to be excited and motivated, feel dedicated to Bear Mountain, like they they want this. Um, not that they don't feel like that now, but I never want to lose focus on my constant goal to, to motivate them and be excited. Like as soon as I stop doing that, they may lose track of why they even came here in the first place. So. Man, it's just crazy. It's crazy that anyone listens to me talk. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Really do. <clears throat> Let's move this over so it's not as loud on that goddamn mic. Need a bubbler dab. But yeah. I know that by like my 33rd birthday, which will be March of 2023, I'm 32 right now. But like by March of next year, I guarantee I get a little rest and I like wake up and I go to my new big studio with all the people I enjoy working around and I'm just like, yeah, man, that was a brutal war last year, but I fucking got through it. Look at the team now. I kept everybody calm and chill the whole time. I took, like, I'm just, like I said, like I'm not fucking making my guys work. I'm not trying, I'm not even asking them to. I'm not like, can you just crush harder? Like, I'm just like, whatever. Like, I'm keeping everything normal. The only thing that's changing is how hard I'm going. And I'm trying not to let how hard I'm going overflow into anyone else's life. I'm trying really hard to make sure that if I'm making the conscious decision to push myself this hard and make dreams happen for everyone around me, I also have to understand that with the yin and yang of that whole thing is just because I believe I'm doing something good doesn't justify me being shitty to everyone around me. So I have to find that balance where I can do a really good job but it doesn't overflow and manifest into me being short with my wife or being frustrated with the guys I work around or not having enough time for my daughter or whatever. I'm not saying any of those things are happening because I'm fucking on top of my shit, but I can feel it creeping in. I can feel it creeping in. You know, the, the irritation with people or, 
or wanting to be short with someone. I can feel it creeping in. I feel it in the back of my head going, oh, we should say this right now. And I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? I don't even know that guy. I, that guy doesn't even hang out here. It's, cre- it's crazy. But he's back there creeping, trying to, trying to get me to be sassy, trying to get me to be sensitive. Like, I'm not going to be fucking sensitive, dude. I'm tough as hell. No, I'm not. I'm sensitive as hell. I think most creative people are extremely sensitive because I think one of the things with creativity, just like yin and yang as a creative person, you're also looking for the, you know, the, your peers and the people around you to appreciate you. It's like, it's, you really are looking for it. Like it's, and it's probably similar to someone who's very athletic. Like they want to be like the strongest and the fastest so that their whole group around them appreciates them. So it's, I guess it's all the same, no matter what you're doing, artist, athlete, it all, it's all the same humans. We're pretty simple. We have the same patterns. We just have different names for them. You know, we just repeat the same patterns though, whether we're an artist, an athlete, politician, bunch of the same shit. We just give it different names. It's fun. Glassblower is a weird one though. I like it because sometimes I feel like I'm a blacksmith, like forging stuff for people with fire, like in the mountains and stuff like that, even though I'm like in a suburban neighborhood out in the middle of a field. Um, but you know, I like to pretend we all do. Right. And, uh, but yeah, that's, I like to like put myself in that fantasy realm where I think I'm like, I like over romanticize it where I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking forging shit. Like I'm like this fucking, like in like world of Warcraft or even fucking Skyrim where you'd like go to a, you know, a craftsman to make you or forge you some armor. Like I really play myself up in my head. Sometimes it's bad. What can you do? Um, bubbler dabs. We can do that. Mm. <coughs> 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 Man, people are like, oh, big pieces. Does it affect the flavor? Definitely. If you take a small dab. If you take... Damn boy. I don't know if you guys heard that, but someone has a race car. No, I think it's a Dodge Charger. Guy at the end of the road. Straight piped it. No one cares. Um, but, yeah, you know, people say fucking big pipes. Like, oh, is that ruining the flavor? Or how do you clean that? Or all these funny things. And I'm like, I always wonder if those people even own, like, glass. And not saying they're wrong. You know, a bigger car is takes longer to clean than a small car. Perspective of how hard something, and it really depends on the person. I mean, the difficulty of things is 100% perspective. There is no baseline for difficulty in the human world. Um, we are all so different, and our difficulty levels range on a vast spectrum. So, <coughs> but as far as flavor, I'd say take a bigger dab. But if we're starting from the baseline of we want to be, we want to like make sure if we buy a gram of oil, I get the most high possible on every single dab, and it's perfect. And I don't want to waste any of it because it's been so hard to achieve, get this gram of oil. I've been there in 2010, upstate New York. It's really hard to get hash. So like. I was definitely like, I want to take it like dabs to like smaller rigs. Like I want to get as high as possible from this dab because I only have this much. So if it's a matter of conserving your hash, very good point. You shouldn't take giant dabs to giant pieces. It could be a bit of a waste. It's just like this. 
in my car, it'd be a lot more efficient for me to drive in between 35 and 50 and not accelerate past fourth gear. However, that's a lot less fun. Uh, when you go fast and you accelerate really quickly, that's more fun. It's not efficient, but I'm having fun and that's it. That's every single giant pipe I make all the way from the fucking giant, ridiculous pump station, you know, fun. That's it. I didn't make this going, you know what? That's, that's going to be the one that is just better than everything that's ever been made. No, this is, I threw the kitchen sink at it. I was like, I'll do everything and put it into one piece and make it look weird. I had no intent of being like, damn, that's going to be flavorful and smooth. It is. It really is. And if you take a giant dab on it, you can't run from the Terps. However, hash is expensive. Not everyone can just be throwing a fucking half gram through a pipe and then go back to about their day. You know? So I'm, I, I, I agree with the folks who say, hey, does the big pipe maybe affect flavor or potency? Yes, if you take a smaller dab. If you take a dab, your normal size dab, like you would on a little pipe, you will definitely notice a difference probably in like potency. I don't know so much flavor. I would say it'd be more of a potency thing. Flavor is definitely more of like temperature. I mean, how good are you picking up on flavor and hash? Some people just, all hash just tastes like hash to them, even if they're like smoking it like perfect time through a perfect pipe with the best hash in the world. I have friends that are just like, yeah, it's hash, bro. Like it's just, they don't have that like thing where they can like break down the complex like layers of flavors and hash. Not saying I do, but I like to pretend. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I agree with those folks leaving the comments. And as far as like the cleaning things, like I never make something like going like, how's it gonna clean though? Because I'm not gonna make another one. It's not even gonna be for sale. That's mine, you get to watch me smoke it. So like no one even has to worry about cleaning it because it's mine, don't even worry about it. But if I was going to sell something at this level, the price alone and the complexity of the piece would really lead to a specific type of buyer and that buyer would never ask how do you clean it? Because that buyer is educated on the glass and doesn't need, does it, it's not even a question. It's just, you know what I mean? So that's what like my, probably my, the most comments I get on most of my big glass is like, yeah, it's pretty cool, but how do you clean it? I'm like, dude, you don't even clean bongs. Why are you even asking? All the folks that ask, I don't even know if they clean pipes. They just know they have that one friend that like just always complains about cleaning his bong and how hard it is. And they're like, yeah, man, clean bongs is hard. It's like, I don't know. I'm not hating on anyone, though. It's just, make, it's just funny. Because I always think about it when someone gets a comment, like, do you actually clean pipes? I don't know. I talked about this last episode, too. Obviously, I got a problem with it. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I'm sassy. It's just what it is. I can't help it. I'm tired. I'm tired, but I'm feeling good because I'm taking my fucking mushroom supplements and ashwagandha. And I have a lot of fucking self-pride. I have a lot of self-belief. I, I really think I can do things. Even though I'm not super confident and I maybe overshare because I have like a little bit of like this weird like anxiety where I like, I'll just start talking. So it's great that I film an hour podcast. It works for me. Um, but I still do, at the end of the day, have a confidence in myself. I know what I'm capable of. And this whole endeavor is really... It's making me feel really young again. Not that I felt old, but last year at 31 years old, I was like, okay, so I like 
got married and I got the house thing and I got the kid and I'm like doing the things that they tell you're supposed to do. And I'm like trying to figure out like myself and all this shit. And I was just like, Whoa, what is happening? And I'm like, did I move too quick through life? Did like, am I setting myself up to like die at 35? Cause I like did all the things like that you're supposed to do. And then I got the life insurance. Now you just chill. Like, I don't even know. And it's like this whole thing. I'm like, no, I, I perform in chaos. I am a creature that's supposed to be in a room of people screaming. And then I have to stay calm and try and figure it out. Like, this is like, I had a great upbringing, but I was, I grew up around really intense people, but the most loving and awesome people ever, but intense people, passionate people, you know, some folks may see all the, see the screaming is like, well, those people are angry. And I'm like, no, that's passion. That's all love. They love each other so much. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so like for me, I find that I function really well in chaos and it's almost like a weird realization that I've had in the past couple months. I'm like, oh my gosh, is that like is that where I function, where I feel okay is when like everything's on fire and like, I'm just walking through it. Like that's when I'm okay. Like when everything's calm and safe, for some reason I have vicious anxiety. And is that because I fear when the next fire is going to start and I much rather just be in the fire because I know, and I feel, you know, at least comfortable in that space. Maybe the comfort is where my discomfort is because I'm not used to it. Maybe because I've always been like, I've always been a crazy like worker, no matter what it was. Even as a little kid, I would just paint fucking Warhammer orcs and goblins in the basement for fucking eight, 10 hours a day. That would freak me out if my kid was doing that. But I did. And I was crazy. And like, I've always just been like a crazy, like, unless someone turned a movie on, I was a kid that would fall asleep immediately. But that's because I like was always up late in my mind when we weren't watching movies and shit. I don't know. It's really cool starting to like figure out though, like at least have like some sort of idea of like how your own psychology works a little bit so you can like navigate being an adult and be a helpful community member and a good parent and a good partner. Um, because ignoring your shortcomings is a really quick way to be a shithead to everyone around you because you're going to justify everything you're doing and thinking that you're right, but you're probably wrong. As soon as you start thinking you're right, that's the best time to start thinking about. Uh, actually, you know what? You have two choices there. If you think you're right, you're probably going to be a lot happier consistently until one day you have a major crash and realize everything was wrong. But that, that'll suck. But you'll have a lot of years of fun time probably and happiness. And even if you lose a lot of people in your life, people are like, I was right. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> like, you know, or you can self-analyze and maybe go through some ups and downs mentally, figuring out your own shit, and then go, oh, damn. Like, I've learned a lot about myself. I can live, like, an old wise man's life now and, like, help my community and tell people, oh, don't don't get so stressed about that. This is a perspective thing. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know shit. I'm looking for the wise man still. I'm like, dude, someone help me. Teach me. Tell me something. I'm watching too many weird podcasts with really strange perspectives. I don't know if I fully agree with all of them. I'm like, I think that... I think you did too much. <laughs> Some of them. Some of them. Yeah, so like I took out the flat pill again. This is mainly what I smoke. When I like take dabs with my wife, well, I'll usually smoke the pearl because that's what she prefers. Um, but I like to get that dab and like hopefully like one hit if I can, one half. It's I can't just keep pulling on it. I feel like I have to like fully exhale all the smoke. I don't know if you guys have ever like taken a dab or like a hit off a bong and then exhaled all the smoke and you're like, yeah, it's all out of my lungs. And then if you go again, more smoke comes out and you're like, is how is it 
all is there smoke in there still like and then you're like fuck dude that there's stuff that's stuck in there and then just like you know sticks to the walls of your lungs and you feel like pretty dope or awful whatever um either way i like the fact that i can get it in one dab and get it out really quick i feel like when i pull on it too many times and don't get a full exhale i'm just kind of like compounding it you know i'm not a scientist i'm not a doctor and i don't think any of it's good for you probably shouldn't smoke anything but i will say that this is how i'm convincing myself that i'm doing a better job I'm like dude you're only taking one giant hit you're not like doing like three little hits and not like, exhaling all of it you know, definitely way better super smart dude that's sick it's pretty sick oh, i should clean this too just throw in the alcohol at least this big nail you gotta fucking dunk it like before it gets too cold or else it takes forever to clean it. it's so much surface area for fucking reclaim and oil to stick through and or stick to and then like little fibers like cat hairs and shit you know just so much quartz to potentially chaz it's exciting i haven't chazzed any of the new nails yet um yeah which is a positive i think i cracked one of them though but what can you do you know sometimes you get too excited with the alcohol you throw it in there too quick it's it wild Man, I've been just dabbing on this Purple Z nonstop this morning on this episode. I think I should dab something else. The Purple Z, I've been really enjoying it, though. Um, it's been, like, the perfect, like, daytime smoke for me because it's, like, really strong. But everyone's different, obviously. This is the strain that's just worked for me. It's super strong, but I'm still able to work and function and not be completely lost. There's some strains that I take dabs of, and I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm really dumb now. I actually... I need to go sit down like <laughs> like i need i mean me personally i like to find that perfect balance of like where something i can smoke throughout the day um because i just enjoy smoking the glass like i love playing with function i have so much glass around me um yeah so i don't know what i'm gonna do someday if like i can't smoke hash i'm gonna have to figure something out. i'm just gonna be dry pulling on pipes everywhere people are like what are you doing i'm like this is what i like because i do it inside too like Oh my god, it's like I'm so fucking weird. Like I'll like just like have pipes. I'll just be sitting on the couch, just like dry pulling out a pipe, like watching a show. And like my wife's like, "Why are you just pulling on this?" It's like annoying, you know. What can you do though? I'm a bit annoying. Um, or I'm like dry pulling on a piece, and oh, I don't have it in my pocket. And I'll have my tech deck, and I'll be like, I'm like tech decking too, and doing that. And it's like, it's just if anyone walked into the room, they would just be like, oh. Okay. Like they would definitely think I, I was, I had some neurological things going on, you know, which is fine. Um, but first impressions, everything, right? Um, all right, let me warm this up. I want to take a dab on the three by two halo, but I'm going to do it in a second after the, um, big nail kind of soaks for a second. Cause I got to clean it. And then I'm gonna probably do a dab on the pump station on here for anyone that hasn't seen that, even though I've, I've shown it a bunch of times, but I just cleaned it and it's a really fun piece of smoke. That's probably my most requested video though for that piece is like, can you just show, they don't, everyone wants to see me cleaning it. Um, I literally just pour alcohol through it and shake it and dump it out and then put water through it and then smoke it. It's real simple. Um, I think it depends, I have a lot of time with cleaning glass, how often you do it and how you're smoking. Like, are you taking super hot dabs all the time? Like what, how good is the quality of hash? There's a lot of, there's a lot of things like I smoke a lot of solventless, and if I'm smoking any hydrocarbon, it's green dot, and it's like the cleanest and the best. And um, I don't know, I just I don't have a problem getting any of the like hash out. I also have an ultrasonic cleaner. I got all sorts of fun things where I can like really clean the glass though. So 
yeah, that's what's nice about having the last blowing studio. The new studio will have so much more options though for tools and work though. It's I can't even wait. I think that my team's gonna grow like a lot by the end of the year, beginning of next year though. I th- I bet I have like two or three more people. I've had so many people email since the last episode. There's a couple people though that like seem like real sweethearts. I'm like, oh, maybe I need to have you over for an interview. There's a few people have sent emails. They're definitely gonna get reached out for an interview for sure. Um, but we're gonna be looking for more people. Um, like I, I, yeah, a bit of everything. Definitely some glass blowers, but we need like someone obviously to help with all the different day-to-day stuff. Um, one, this Jesus Christ, there's mics everywhere. What am I doing? <laughs> Do it over here. There we go. But yeah, I think that um, moving my guys into a new space with me and like having maybe like a more like work format and less of just like at my house kind of like hanging out and working like have it more organized would be like better for them too and i hope that we can like build something that's like i I try not to have expectations but i got them guys i got expectations i'm human in my mind i just like want to like go into work in the morning and just like see the fucking team we're all crushing excited have goals like I just gotta find people that see the vision, that believe in what I'm doing. Like, they just need to look at my track record. I'm the main thing that will stop me is probably like a major heart attack or something. But that's the only thing I can think of. You know, anything else, I'm like, I'm gonna work, even if like people like I have so much different glass to offer. Like lately, the drops have actually had a bit more variety. They haven't been just like 10 mil mini doubles in full color. It's been like everything, like. Especially this drop. This is the first Sunday sale this year. We'll have 10 millimeter micro full color RBRs, um, which are the most affordable full color RBR. Um, they're like, and they shred. They're like only a little bit smaller than these. Um, our custom in-house color blends, but I have like five of those made already. Oh, fuck, I can't yawn on camera. And then, um, yeah, I've got like uh, halos. The first drop of the clear halos is happening um, during the sale today. Um, which will be like full clear halos, which that way I can make them the most affordable as possible. But they'll have like the uh, double Maria. It'll look just like this. Just the perk will be clear. Everything will be clear. Yeah. Oh man, I think my last dab just hit me. And then my body smelled the hot nail. And it was kind of like, I don't know if you guys have ever had a moment in your youth where you did too much alcohol. And then for many years after, anytime you smelled that specific alcohol, it would make you almost want to throw up when you smelled it. Yeah, dude. So, like, I don't have to throw up or anything. But what I'm saying is I just smelled something coming off this nail. And my body was like, oh, bro, don't do it. Don't do it. You don't need it. And I don't. But what's interesting is that it's fun to watch this little thing spin in there. And then, unfortunately, if the side effect is you... accidentally inhale a little bit of smoke or something like whatever like you got to see it spin and that was pretty cool um whenever my guys come into the fucking studio after a solo podcast let me tell you they're just like what happened to evan they're like he is not himself right now this is the most stoned i get is i make sure to put it on camera and put it out to the world which is just you know we will see if that bites me in the butt in the future might um, but hopefully not, because it, it was all medical. Medical Munawana mu- mu- tobacco. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, I don't even care anymore. It's all fucked. It's all fucked, right? Not in a negative way, in the most positive way possible. But I don't have to like ignore that, you know. I'm just gonna try and enjoy my life and not get hung, hung up on all the what ifs. Is more my point. You know, lots of things can happen. Uh, but I don't need to worry about them. I need to just fucking have a good time and try to be a good person, right? That's what we're talking about. We're fucking about the end of the episode right now. Still gotta do a dab on the, the big guy. Whatever. I do even do it out of the hail. I'll do it out of that instead. More exciting. That was a low temper. Copper mints from Green Dot. <coughs> really <coughs> amazing. Kush <coughs> flavor. And it's a mix of um, copper chem and cherry Kush mints. It literally tastes like gasoline and just. Like, what I would describe as, like, the Kush terpene. Man. It's so crazy how fucking good the hash is nowadays. Like, literally, I physically feel better. Man, 2013 and 14, I did not feel well from some of the hash I was ingesting. Truly. Nowadays, like, gosh, it's so clean. I think it's the temperatures I'm taking them at nowadays, too. Um, I think there's a lot of variables, but either way... It's become such a much more pleasant experience, and I know I touched base on this at the last episode, but I do appreciate it. I hope more people try it. I've actually had um, um, certain like East Coast podcasters that like smoke weed and have maybe tried dabs, but they tried dabs and they didn't like it because either it was hot or it, like made them feel sick or whatever. And I'm like, dude. And now I have these people reaching out to me, going, "Hey, man, I keep seeing your videos and like." It doesn't look like you're dying. Like, like, I mean, obviously I'm coughing stuff, but it doesn't. It looks like I'm like enjoying it. Like it tastes like I'm mean, gonna talk about the terps or whatever. And now they're like, we might want to try dabbing. And I'm like, dude, then we need to get together <clears throat> so we can fucking I can show you the ways. I'm not saying I'm the most educated. Could probably get someone from fucking like Seven Ten Labs or some shit to come in and be like, let me teach you everything about hash and how good it tastes. Um, but. I could be a good fucking like bridge between the super educated and the people who are just trying to get into it, you know. I never want to be, I never want to be the smartest guy in the room, but I'd definitely like to be in the room with all the smart people, like shaking everybody's hand, hanging out, um, <clears throat> you know. Just trying to find my place, getting where I fit in, get things done. I love all these little sayings that like humans have gotten over the years. I wish I had more of them memorized. Yeah, one that I grew up with a lot is that's about as right as a two-peckered billy goat. Which means is that ain't right, basically. So when people in where I grew up would see something weird, they would say weird some weird shit like that, or they'd be like, "Oh, I'm sweating like a prostitute in church," you know, because supposedly if you're a prostitute, you're stressed out being in church. Kind of weird because if you know anything about the actual history of most of those religions, that that Jesus dude was hanging out with all the prostitutes that were the homies. He liked all the people who were like the obscure outlandish people. What can you do? I don't know shit about nothing. Y'all, it was fun. Let's take a dab on this and then we're going to end this. Holy shit. Before I get into any strange, really strange tangents. Because that's not what this podcast is for. We could have podcasts like that though. We could talk about really obscure, weird history, conspiracies and all sorts of stuff. But that's a great, great way to affect your livelihood. Um, Which, you know, I'm sure I do enough of just making these podcasts of me smoking all these things on camera. But I work really hard on them, and I think they're pretty cool. So I like to smoke them on camera.
show them off. Alright, so it's just taking me just a moment here to clean this nail up, throw it on here, warm it up. But we can still chat while I do that and I'll make sure I hopefully don't heat it up on that mic too much. I'm trying to be better about that. Hopefully in the future I'm super good about it and then we have like a podcast where we're actually smoking and it's not obnoxious for audio listeners. It'd be cool if like there was some sort of like, I know people have attempted to make certain like um, heating units that are like a little box or like some sort of thing that like, you know, whatever. But like, hopefully someone can keep pursuing that and find something really good where it's like, you would almost need nails like this with, whoa, hang on to her. You'd almost need nails like this with super long necks though. If you had like a machine where you like just put it in and then like take the nail out and like put it in the piece. So like maybe the nails would have to look a little different. You'd have to like have special nails for that setup, but there could be some sort of setup that comes with like the nails and then on the website they have replacement nails, but where you just like load them in and take them out and it's just like a little, like almost like a mini kiln and it just gets the nail up to about like, you know, 600 degrees, which would be a really easy unit to probably make something small that gets that hot and a little like insulated box. Damn, someone could do something like that be pretty cool be quiet plug in come with like four nails that way you know dude i'm not trying to just take one dab here just fucking keep popping nails out and throwing dabs in someone do it send me one i mean i'll pay for it i'm not trying to get shit for free but someone do it <laughs> someone fucking do it because these torches are loud dude it's very hard to like promote people to dab when you fucking light up a torch and they're like what's happening you know, if they're not educated, if you just actually took out like beautiful crystal, like almost like wine glasses and you just like had it all put together without, without any open flame, open flames scare humans. That's literally why the county was like, you can't do this here. And they changed the code in El Paso County so that I couldn't do this um, literally because of open flame. They were like fire scares the humans. So <clears throat> I'm telling you, if we want to get more people enjoying the terpenes and opening their mind a little bit, um, we're going to have to find a way to get these nails warmed up without lighting that fire and scaring them away, you know? They're like wild animals out there, you know? You, like, light the fire, and they're like, oh, shit, I'm ready to run. I'm like, don't worry. It's a blazer. It won't hurt you unless you touch that metal part on the front, which it will burn you then. Yeah. Just trying to get this nail cleaned up. There's a little bit of hash in there, I can see it. And I really don't want to um, fuck this nail up. It's my favorite nail. Like I said, I want to have Evan Shore up for a fucking another one of these, but I want one that's like a shorter neck, like I can put on ten, like a 10 mil one. This is my favorite. I love how big the bucket is. It works so good. Stupid. All right. I'm just gonna try this out now. And then take a dab here on the pump station and call it a day man i'm so 102 we're doing it guys and we got um that sunday sale today man it's a lot going a lot happening oh fuck yeah i'm sorry i'm yawning so much it is unhealthy how much i'm working but i'm i'm getting it it's not that it's unhealthy i mean it is but Oh, man, I just, I, yeah, it's unhealthy. I feel good. I feel a little tired. Um, but I feel really fucking motivated and positive. Oh, my God, I'm a little shaky, though. I might have to be careful today while I work. Just be shaking, knocking stuff over and stuff. What can you do? 
That's one thing that's nice about the hash, though. It literally will, um, if you're high energy like me, well, I mean, I know I don't seem high energy, but for someone who's only barely sleeping and I'm functioning, that means I'm a high energy person. Um, the hash kind of like slows me down a little bit and kind of helps me like put everything into perspective. Obviously, it's a slippery slope. If you have bad anxiety already and you take a dab, you could have an anxiety attack and panic attack and overthink things. Super common. It could happen to you. But if you're in the right headspace and you know what you're dealing with, the hash can slow you down, help you focus on specific uh, things. And maybe that's fucking the combination with coffee too, though, because coffee's a stimulant. So like coffee plus the hash. You know how like cannabis like heightens any any like experience or like something you're feeling it like heightens it a little bit. So maybe it's just exacerbating the caffeine high. I don't know. I really don't know, but it's working, so I don't change it. But yeah, I'm probably going to drink less coffee. I'm gonna have to get the energy drinks out of the diet. Yeah, start working out again at least three days a week. You know, I gotta gotta make some changes, but I gotta get this goddamn studio finished first. And once I do that, then I'll fucking focus on healing myself from the fucking battle that I'm going through. I'm not saying I'm a fucking. And God, it's not like I'm battling, but that's how I feel sometimes. It's a mental battle, physically exhausting, mentally battling. Right? Hey, isn't that everyone, dude? Anyone, anyone that works anywhere, though? Physically exhausting, mentally battling. Right? That doesn't matter what the fuck you're doing. We're all fucking dealing with that. It's crazy. It's crazy how similar we all are, though, too. Even though we're all in, like, our own different little universes and worlds. and But we all have similar shit we're dealing with. That's why it's really hard for me to get really angry at anyone. And really, like, fight anyone. Because... I can totally see people's perspectives, even if I hate someone. I'm like, God, I can see your perspective though, so I can't, I can't, I'm not passionate enough, or I can't justify, unless you're physically trying to hurt me, like just attacking someone. I don't know. Say that now after I'm six dabs deep. Yeah, man, I couldn't see myself fucking with anybody. I'm wicked high. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. It's fun though. We need to get a co-host on here for days like this when I'm fucking super tired, though. That I just call. I'm like, bro, I haven't slept in days. You need to come in. I'm just going to bounce ideas off of you about conspiracies, and you need to just entertain me. And then we can post it to the internet and see what they think. But I appreciate all you folks that came over here and chilled with us today during episode 102. This fucking giant nail takes forever to cool down. All right. And let's do a mediocre size dab. I'm not like giant because I do have to work for 16 hours. God, I can tell I'm tired. I'm like not moving my jaw fully to, you know, fully enunciate words. It's uh, some people call it slurring. Just like some people call it like when your eyes are sweating, crying. I don't know, dude. Not me. Not me. Oh, that's actually a pretty big dab. <laughs> something like that and then then you regret it <coughs> 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 all right 
time for me to get to work. I think the boys are here, or they're about to be here. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Episode one of two. Appreciate folks for hanging out. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter at bmsglass.com. Um, and keep coming back, checking out our episodes. If you want to check out more of the glass blowing and glass related stuff, check out my Instagrams. We also have a Patreon that we do two drops a month on. We have lives we're doing almost every day on there. Uh, I post some of them up. So if you don't make it, you can rewatch them. Uh, but yeah, we have a fun community we're building over on Patreon where we have giveaways every month. It's, it's nice. So if you want to check that out, make sure you do. Thanks so much, everybody. And have a great day. Oh, God damn, I've been doing too much hash on these podcasts, I think, you know?